The KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond. On air, online and on smart speaker. Somebody who'll be hoping that he doesn't have to step into too much work this Christmas. Hopefully everybody will be fit and healthy. Dr. Justin Kwong from Lakeside Medical Practice. Uh, Great to talk to you before Christmas, Justin. And happy Christmas to you and all your gang. And to you as well, Brian. I understand Lakeside Medical Practice is getting a a little bit festive today in association with and supporting um, ABI, Acquired Brain Injury Ireland. What are you up to? Oh, actually, we did that uh, last week, but we have that ongoing in the run up to Christmas. Basically, uh, we are participating uh, with uh, Acquired Brain Injury Ireland to, uh, I suppose, raise funds uh, as a charitable thing uh, over the Christmas season uh, for Acquired Brain Injury Ireland um, in terms of... um, you know, brain injury does affect a lot of people uh, one way or the other uh, from, you know, trauma or it may have affected them being a family member or friend that have gone through something like that. So this year's charity um, from ourselves is um, raising some funds for themselves. And what we've done, um, I think it was last week, I can't remember which day it was, uh, we were wearing um, kind of like uh, festive headgear um, uh, during the day as commemoration to that anyway. Did that um, interfere with stethoscopes or anything like that? No, we have specialised Christmas telescopes uh, to get this through the season. <laughs> well, listen, talking about getting through the season, what's out there at the moment? Uh, I've heard stories and suggestions of little vomiting bugs in schools, people talking about colds and flus that they can't shake. But is that really anything different from what you would normally expect at this time of year? Um, we are getting the usual stuff, but definitely on the ground level anyway, um, the usual kind of head colds and things we are getting. But more so uh, definitely from what I'm seeing as well is there's definitely tonsillitis that's going around. There's definitely some ear infections that's going around on top of the head colds and everything else. Uh, definitely vomiting and diarrhea bugs are around as well. So, you know, unfortunately, each of these um, little ailments um, can affect um, multiple families and you know especially uh, whenever you know they get togethers around the Christmas season like Christmas parties and get togethers meeting people you know that they haven't seen for a while and everything else and unfortunately these ailments um, uh, you know do spread and can spread quite quickly so definitely it is advisable you know that if you do have some symptoms you may decide to postpone meeting up with your friends and family um, definitely make sure you wash your hands uh, before preparing food or even, you know, hugging, shaking hands or whichever else, just, um, you know, to have a, a, a bit of a, an idea that this this can spread. And the last thing you want to do is wreck your own Christmas day or, you know, someone else's Christmas in the run-up uh, with having spread something that you may have had. Yeah, uh, being, sick on, being sick on Christmas Day is not pleasant. Thankfully, it wasn't COVID-related, but I've only ever been sick on Christmas Day once My God, did it ruin that Christmas dinner. Didn't taste anywhere near like it normally does. Um, With young people at this time of year, primary going school children, secondary going school children, um, they're probably getting quite run down. It's coming towards the end of what would have been a very, very long term for them. How much do you think, you know, those bugs that the kids pick up at this time of year are related to the general weather conditions? Or is it more to do with they've had quite a busy you know, eight, nine week run up to Christmas and they're probably just need of a little break. Difficult to say, but definitely I feel that uh, all those things you mentioned do play a factor 
to us contributing to someone perhaps getting ill, especially in that kind of age group. I mean, uh, certainly primary school kids, you know, they have the end of term stuff, they have uh, Christmas plays, they have, you know, all sorts of, you know, activities going on. So, and, um, you know, you can undoubtedly expect a few later nights with toy shows and whatever else, and, you know, uh, probably a few carol singings or plays as well. Um, And uh, certainly, you know, the cold weather doesn't contribute well to that either. Um, On top of that, compared to, let's say, the secondary school kids, they do have end of term exams. So there's increased stress as well on top of, you know, activities and usual end of term stuff. So, I mean, I remember when I was growing up that uh, come, uh, you know, end of term, the first week of uh, the holiday, I'd be a bit unwell for a few days, you know, just because, you know, the adrenaline is gone and you have a bit of a crash, you know, but, and, and you can nearly expect that, um, you know, out of uh, some kids. In saying that, it doesn't affect all children, um, just like it doesn't affect all adults, um, that um, some people are a bit more resilient than others, um, just from their, you know, general immune system. But certainly some people are more, uh, I suppose, unfortunately, susceptible to falling a bit ill uh, when the end of term comes along. Well, one of the things that shall, I suppose, forever, at least for a while, yet remain part of the vernacular of health conversations at this time of year um, is COVID. Um, so many Christmases um, were affected by COVID, delayed, reduced, all those types of things. Um, what's the COVID situation like at the moment? I mean, I was in a Boots store the other day and as he approached the counter where they have all the little little bits and pieces that you might pick up impulsively, there was none of them to be seen because there was COVID tests everywhere. Is, is there much COVID going around at the moment, Dr. Kwong? Uh, there certainly is an, um, COVID around. Um, last time that the figures from the um, um, HSE have gone around shows that there was a, a slight increase in COVID cases around the country. However, flu is around as well and certain other viruses are around too. So it's not purely just COVID, uh, but the flu is about along with others. Um, so uh, unfortunately, you know, it, it is um, a priority to make sure that you keep yourselves away from other people, especially if you have symptoms. Um, it's much handier to keep it, you know, keep it away from others and stop it from spreading anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's a process that we all well know at this stage how to handle, um, but worth reminding people that, particularly if you're going to visit vulnerable relatives or or people who have other vulnerable people in their own homes, um, you're worth taking those precautions still at this stage. Oh, completely, yes. Um, and but look, at the end of the day, you know, you know yourself best how things are. Um, but yeah, it's still something to keep in the back of the mind to uh, keep keep it to yourselves. It's not a present that you want to share with others, anyway. Okay, other bits and pieces that we know are floating around at the moment, or at least I do anecdotally, and that's why you're here. It's to give us uh, the exact uh, state of play. Shingles. Um, we had a texter in talking about uh, the fact that uh, she has shingles, and she said that she never experienced nerve pain like it. Um, it's horrific, was the actual quote. Um, is there any advice that you can give to anybody who may have shingles? You know, this particular text I'm thinking about in, in, in general. Um, is there anything that can be done to help with that pain? 
Um, yes, there is. Uh, there are different ways to manage shingles-related pain. Uh, the difficulty, I suppose, is recognising that's what it is and seeking help about it. Um, treatment for shingles uh, is available in the form of an antiviral medication, which is slightly different from an antibacterial medication or an antibiotic. So an antiviral medication uh, for shingles is available, and we generally do give it to people who are in the uh, slightly more immunocompromised situation or the elderly to reduce the, I suppose, duration of the shingles infection and also to help with the symptoms. However, uh, the difficulty with shingles is that it doesn't behave the same way uh, for each person identically. Um, so John might have a you know, fairly mild bout of it and the pain might come and go and the pain might not be overly severe, whereas Mary down the road, unfortunately, might have a prolonged and more severe cause of shingles. However, there are medications to help with the pain that shingles bring along. Um, and it is something that would be worthwhile talking to their respective GPs about uh, in order to get hold of that medication to help with the pain management. Uh, that sort of, uh, by not answering specifically one of the questions that we got about shingles, it actually answers it because one of the questions that we had on shingles was how long does that pain last? Suggested. Um, very difficult to tell. Yes, it's uh, of which the answer is unfortunately how long is a piece of string, you see. So the majority of times the shingles, the pain would be finite it would last for anything from a few days to even a couple of weeks perhaps but there are and have been cases where it can last for weeks on end or even months and very rarely years but um, you know it, it is something that would be worthwhile if it does drag on uh, or it is severe to seek help about not wishing to uh, alarm people but my own grandmother god rest her got shingles not maybe three or four years before uh, she passed away and never really got rid of that pain that she used to have above her face how common is it that it would become um sort of an ongoing situation bar the period of of, of weeks or months as i mentioned it's rarer um, that it drags on you know longer than uh, the few days to a few weeks um, however it's one of those situations where we can't really foresee the future which is the, the annoying bit um, because you can only look back you know several months down the line to kind of go oh it's only been there for, it was only there for a couple of days or a couple of weeks or if it's still going after a couple of months so the, unfortunately there isn't really any way at present for us to predict the uh, duration of this pain, um, which is why the general advice tends to be that if you still have, um, you know, significant amounts of uh, pain that's affecting you and it is dragging on a bit, um, to definitely uh, discuss that with your GP to uh, perhaps get something to help it along. And just finally, a simpler sort of question, I suppose, but somebody trying to avoid uh, dehydration and some headaches that they've had at the moment. How much water should I drink daily to avoid dehydration and headaches? I find it very hard to drink lots of water. Any tips? Yeah, so um, it really depends on, you know, the person's um, nature of their daily schedule in a sense. Um, I do advise people that if you find that you're not drinking, you know, much or forgetting to drink is to carry a little water bottle around with you.
or have it on your desk, let's say if you work at a desk, and uh, to make sure that you're kind of filling a little off and do take your breaks, you know, and when you do take a break, you know, fill up your water container again. Um, generally, it's advisable to drink about three litres a day, uh, but there is obviously uh, fluid of water in foods that you're eating, uh, but this would be three litres uh, perhaps on top of that if possible. So three litres is equivalent to six pints. However, you know, obviously some people may need to drink more or less depending depending on the situation that's in it. Um, obviously in the winter months, you'd be sweating less, um, so and losing less fluid that way, so your fluid requirement may be less, um, but obviously it is a bit variable person person, but approximately 2.5 to three liters is what I would recommend um, on a daily basis. Uh, some people don't like the taste of plain water they can certainly add a um, you know sugar-free cordial to it uh, just to change the taste of it that might help the situation uh, but definitely um, carrying a, a water bottle or having a water bottle close to you is a casual reminder to take a sip every so often i don't know whether you've come across these just a little anecdotal thing on on the flavor of water have you seen these new sip up bottles the drinks bottles that some people um have been promoting you haven't come across any of them yet justin kwang no um, I have. <laughs> well, for people that don't know, they have a little capsule in the top of them and um, it's a scented capsule. It doesn't add flavour to the water, but through your olfactory system, i.e. your smellers, um, it, it allows you to think. Have you ever tried one, Justin? Yeah, I have. Um, a couple of the kids uh, had a couple of the bottles uh, a while back, and it, it's it's a strange situation where you smell, and as such, because of the smell, it it it, it I suppose tricks the mind and tricks the body into thinking that they're tasting um, um, a certain difference in the water that yeah. you've drunk due to the you know, smell stimulation of it. And certainly, you know, it, it would help people if they, as you said, don't like the taste of water as such. Yeah, I think it'd probably be a fairly expensive way to be drinking flavoured water the whole it time. Be, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Dr. Justin Kwan, it's always a pleasure to chat to you on the show. Thanks for joining us on the KCLR Daily. And just once again, um, happy Christmas to you, all the family and everybody up at Lakeside Medical Practice. And to you and yours and everyone in KCLR as well. Take care. The KCL or Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online, and on smart speaker. With thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card, the perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie.